Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. And today we'll be breaking down NIU's 42 to 21 loss on senior night at the hands of Western Michigan. Husky fans, don't panic with this one. We went into this game. A little shorthanded, I guess you will. Uh, no Cole Tucker, Rocky Lombardi, despite being listed as the starter during the week and even being dressed uh, as late as an hour before the game, just didn't have uh, enough in the tank after being banged up against Kent State. I found out later in the press conference that it was a, a small, like, nagging injury that he received or that, that happened to him during Kent State, and he's been able to get through it the previous weeks but if you look at it like this like neither team really had anything to play for tonight we had our seniors to play for who by the way is a great and very accomplished senior class despite being only seven players and I realized after listening back at the last episode that I kind of like once I found out that I saw that Kyle P was listed which he, he didn't dress but he still got his moment so I was happy that he was able to get that moment as a GA on the team the, the full list. So the full list of guys will go through to seven. We'll go through tonight's game. We'll go through just about damn near everything because we got time for it. I just got done doing bears on tap. So I apologize if I'm a little uh, raspy voiced and, and long winded. Uh, for those of you that are also bears fans, you know what we're going through right now, but it's still a great day to be a Husky. Uh, the performance today is not indicative on who this team is, and Coach Hammock made sure to make a point of that in the press conference after the game. Uh, his exact quote from that is, uh, I forgot exactly what the question that I asked him. I think it was more along the lines, do you have like a words or, you know, just a message to the seniors? And he said, we got to spend a lot of time with these guys. The guys that have been here, as well as Clint, have given us their all. I'm not going to allow one game to change the perception they have of our team. I'm not going to be reactionary and let one game affect that. We came back and battled in the second half. Credit to Western Michigan. They played well, and I can't give them enough credit. So, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, going into this game with our backup quarterback that we haven't seen, who also didn't get to play a game last year because of COVID-19, his last start was his junior year. There wasn't much to be expected. Obviously, us being like the rally cry for NIU at all times, like we're obviously going to support him. That's our guy. That's the future of NIU at the quarterback position, Ethan Hampton. Tonight wasn't his night. It is what it is. On the ground, as usual, NIU was able to take care of business. Uh, Clint was able to get going. Ontario was able to get going. And obviously Jay Ducker, but before we get fully into the game, let me just put it out there for all seniors that were recognized tonight. So we'll start at the top, obviously players that have been on this show, which I mean, damn near every player on this show or every player on this team has been on the show at some point, but we'll start with our fatty sponsored athletes center, Braden Patton, as you guys heard as early as, and even as late as last season, my captain, a guy that I have class with, a guy that I've had, you know, the opportunity to become friends with over my time here at NIU. And, and Braden's always taken time to come on the show, 
help me with homework, help me with, you know, deadlines and stuff. Cause I'm a dork. Like Braden's a great guy. Uh, I cannot wait to see what the draft process entails and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he could find a way to be on our bears. Cause he is a bears fan as well. So that would be great to see. Uh, next up we have Clint Rakovich, the super back, the rat dog, whichever nickname they all apply. Um, another guy that over the last six months, I met him at Mac media day in July and it's been all love ever since. Like he's a great guy. He's always taken time to do the show, whether it's at the Cheswick practice center or one of our live shows. Um, yeah, he roots for me. I root for him. It's a, it's a good friendship and someone that, again, I really look forward to seeing play at the next level. And I think he did really well in his performance tonight, finishing tonight with four carries for a net of 97 yards and a long of 96 and the bears were in the house tonight. So hats off to Clint, my guy, my brother, hopefully uh, can get him back on for the live show that we're going to have at fatties before the Mac championship. I got to get in contact with all the guys and see who's available and, and who can come on the show next up Lance DeVoe, another player that uh, I've become friends with over this last year. You know, I have class with Lance every Monday. I always see him on Monday. We always talk about the game, talk about NIU football, just stuff in general. Lance probably one of the only people on the team that's about the same age as mine. So I feel like we always have that in common. And uh, Lance is another player that I think truly has an opportunity to go to the NFL and someone that has been on the show several times, someone that has a great head on his shoulders and a natural born leader, someone that we're proud to call a Husky. And he had a phenomenal career here as a Husky. And I look forward to seeing, I hope that uh, he can get on like the dolphins or the bucks or, or something so that he can get back down to Florida where his family's at and his family can come see him play more often. But they do. I do remember, uh, seeing his family members make it up to Chicago for games very often or make it up to DeKalb, whichever you will. I remember uh, running into his folks up in Michigan. So, and that's another thing too, like the, before we go through all the seniors, the level of support that if you're like, if you're an NIU parent right now and you're listening to this episode, hats off to you. The NIU parents, they travel, they're heard. They are at almost every game and they've been very supportive of their sons through a transition phase in a program. And, and it's great to see that we have such great parents to the kids in our program. And I think that the kids in the program are a mirror image of, you know, obviously the coaching, but we get good people in this program because they were, you know, they grew up in a good home and their parents took good care of them. And, the parents put them in a position to win in high school and they were able to capitalize on it. Now they're in college and the parents of this Huskies team should be extremely proud of their kids. Next up, we have Matt Ferentz. Matt Ferentz is another player that we've had on this show. Uh, I was as early as last season. So our first season covering the team, Matt, another great guy, uh, someone that really works his tail off a perfectionist, if you will, and someone who has had a record breaking career as a Husky, as a punter. And Punter is an odd position when it comes to the draft, but I'm willing to bet any amount of money that Matt will have workouts and Matt will have preseason opportunities and Matt will, you know, get signed. I don't, 
necessarily know if Matt will get drafted just because punter is one of those niche positions, but someone will give him a look because that kid has an absolute leg. Next, we have Tyrese Ritchie from Chicago, originally committed to NIU, left and went to JUCO, and came back to NIU to finish what he started. Someone who will leave NIU as one of the best receivers in, in at least my lifetime that I was able to see. And a phenomenal competitor, a guy that leads by example. He's not going to be on that rah-rah, that, you know, beat your chest, thud your chest type leadership. Tyrese is going to go lead by grabbing eight catches for 200 yards and two touchdowns. And another player that has taken the time uh, to come on the show, uh, someone that, you know, I always run, I always run into Tyrese like after the game, like when I'm walking back to my car and stuff and always just chat it up. And, you know, he's thankful for the, the coverage that, that we provide. And to be honest, like it's been such a joy to watch Tyrese grow and actually a, a uh, I guess you'd say a wild or I guess a weird story, not a weird story, but Tyrese was actually, if I'm not mistaken, the first player that I ever actually had a class with. I had, uh, I can't remember the exact name of it, but it was a Professor Sawoka class and shout out to Professor Sawoka because he's the one who actually got me in with NIU athletics and with the credentials. But I remember Tyrese being in my class and uh, now I, you know, I get to watch him every Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, hopefully on Sundays. That's another kid that I think that's another kid that will play in the NFL. And whether it's a slot position, a marquee receiver, whichever way you will, Tyrese is a very hard worker. He's currently nursing an injury right now, so we would hope he'd be able to come back from that. But Tyrese is a fearless competitor and an absolutely uh, great guy to have in your locker room. And I'm happy to say that he was a Husky for, you know, three, maybe four years, given, you know, the transfer out and all that stuff. On top of that, we also have cornerback is the main March. Uh, I didn't get a chance to have Zemaine on the show, but I've been able to talk to him through plenty of different press conferences and stuff. And he's a real great guy. He's a Michigan guy. So he gets to go back home and play you know, for it all, for the MAC championship in front of his family, I would hope. And I'm excited to see what, you know, what his final two games are. And I know he has been more of a reserve and more of a special teams player, but the team don't beat without every single person that's in that locker room. And Coach Hammock talks about it week in and week out with the compete team, talks about it with the way the young guys are always pushing those starters to where if you have a bad practice, you may lose your spot this week. And that's the one thing that I think Coach Hammock has on many other coaches is that he's not afraid to pull someone. And after Zemaine, we have Luke Millette. Uh, Luke Millette, I did have class with Luke, but only online. And we got to chat about football. And I believe he plays – I don't want to say lacrosse. I could be wrong. But he, I know they said during his announcement that he's a two-sport athlete. Luke, another guy that was more of a special teams player, uh, more of a complimentary role, compete team guy, but someone that has been a part of NIU athletics for the last few years and someone that has a very bright future ahead of him. And other than that uh, – Talked a little bit about Kyle Pugh. 
if I forgot anyone, I'm canceling myself because I just tried to like, you know, do my own little senior night spiel on everyone. But if there's one thing that I'll remember most about this senior class is this year. And it's just like, we're all, did all the losses last year suck? Yeah. Were all the losses last year worth it to get to a MAC championship this year? Absolutely. And I don't know, like, why I always get, like, emotional about football and, and stuff, but, like, even sitting up there at the end of the game, knowing not, – not necessarily knowing what my future holds because, I, you know, I do graduate in two weeks, three weeks, and I don't necessarily, like, have my next move lined up, which I probably should, and that's on me. But I don't know, man. Like, I talked about it last week on the show, and it's just been a special two years to be a part of something that that is bigger than you. And, you know, I may not be the biggest podcast. I may not be the most well-rounded. I mean, for Christ's sake, I'm a guy that does it by myself. So it has been a long year as far as like maintaining everything and making sure that you guys are getting all the information you need with the fun interviews on the side and all that. But it like didn't really hit me until like I left, left, like until I left the press conference that like that could be the last game that I, you know, work at Husky stadium. And I don't know, like it didn't really hit me until I left and now looking back at it, I wish I would have gotten pictures, you know, because I did take a picture the first game I went to. And you guys, if you've been with us since the beginning, know that we started Western Michigan night, 2019. Kid with a podcast and a dream. And two years later, we're sitting here and we're going to Detroit. And it's been a hell of a ride to watch. It's been a hell of a ride to document. It's been a hell of a ride to grow into my own and learn my way around the media world and to become credentialed by myself. Like, I mean, I do work for an organization, but a majority of the stuff that has been accomplished and, you know, the go getting credentialed at Michigan and the Mac media day. And I just got my email back this morning that I got credentialed to Mac to the Mac championship it goes to show you that like, if you believe in yourself, if you trust yourself and you have a product that people want, as long as you work hard at it, things will turn out in your direction. And I know that, yeah, I didn't make a million dollars doing this. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't even really make all that much money. I, I made some, some money off live shows this year, which was nice to have. And the experience of hosting my own live show was phenomenal, but like just the experiences that I've learned over the last two years and whether I go into a career in media or I go into a career that's more uh, business centric in sports, I can confidently say that I paved my own way. I did it on my own. Nobody really knew what would come of the podcast, but it was a good branding exercise, I guess you would say, because it's helped me grow with my other shows. Uh, it's helped me grow 
just from a networking standpoint, because a lot of what I've been able to do over the last few years is really just networking is getting people's stories out, giving people a platform to talk about the program, to talk about, you know, their life, what they got going on, you know, companies they're working with and stuff of that nature. But yeah, it, uh, it all kind of just like came crashing down. Like when I, when I got home and I just like realized like, wow, as like lame as it sounds like, yeah, that's, as I know I tweeted it during the game, that's senior night for me too. And, uh, I just can't believe it all went by so fast and I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for the opportunities that I've been presented within the program and, and being able to interview coaches and, and all that stuff. Like no one had to let me do that. I guess you would say, I think that was a terrible sentence, but it's 1257. Like it is what it is. If you're in my position, and I guess this goes to the students that, that listen to the show, because obviously, you know, if you're an adult, you already went to school, you didn't go to school, you got your career, you know what you want to do. But if there's something that you want in this life, you got to go out and chase it. And I know I'm not perfect. I know I let an F-bomb fly every now and then, or I get a stat wrong, or I forget someone, or, you know, but a lot of what I have been able to do over the last few years, I can accredit to the coaching staff that this program has and the players. And this, the way I've been able to like soak up like coach hammocks philosophies that he has towards football and apply towards my own life have like almost made me view coach hammock as like a coach to me, I guess you would say. And probably like, well, where he's, where's he going with this? And where I'm going with it is you don't always have to do things by the book. You don't have to work at the Northern star or the daily Chronicle. You can do things your way and you can, you can still have fun doing it. You can still make money doing it and you can still be respected while doing it. If you're a kid that wants to get involved in your athletic program, say you're a student here at NIU, Come up with a product, come up with a way that, you know, you provide value to the athletic department and, and a way that you can network and grow your own brand while doing the show or while writing articles, I guess you would say, covering the team, if you will. And it is just as good of experience as an internship, as, you know, an apprenticeship, whatever you will. And I know there's ways that I can fine tune things to become a better reporter and stuff like that. I've worked on those throughout the year. And hopefully, you know, if I do go end up on, you know, a certain team's beat or whatever, like I can look back and say, you know, this is the stuff that I went through in college. I know how to do the press conferences. I know how to do it all. And, and I would hope that one day, and I know I said this uh, in a tweet, Obviously, Bill Baker is the voice of NIU and someone that has been calling games for them since before I was born and will call games until the day that he decides to retire from working. I've had the opportunity to talk with Bill a lot. Uh, last summer, I worked with the King County Cougars as an intern, talked about the team, just talked about stuff in general. But when Bill 
finally does decide to retire. And I don't know if Mark Lindo goes with him and maybe Andy Garcia would be the next general progression to be the voice of NIU. Me becoming the radio voice of NIU would be like a dream job for me. And hopefully the work that I've done over the last two years can leave a positive spin on me to NIU athletics and you know, I haven't stepped on anyone's toes or pissed anyone off. So I would hope that, you know, when that job does become available, I would at least be considered. But the fact of the matter is I, like I said, graduate in two weeks. I don't know what's next. We go find out soon enough, hopefully sooner rather than later, but we got a championship to win. We have two football games left. Like I said, I'm going to be going to Detroit not staying at the Marriott, I can tell you that. It's not a terrible hotel. It's not as bad as the last one that I stayed at. But, uh, yeah, the Marriott's a little bit outside my my pay grade. And uh, I look forward to being out there. I'll be out there Friday and Saturday if, if you're out there. And, you know, I know it's always weird. It's like meeting people off Twitter. But I've met plenty of people from the show. Um, I met parents of players and stuff like that. So, if I see you out, you know, always say what's up. I'm not, I'm not shy. I don't bite. I always love talking at IU football with uh, the families of the program and, and the fans of the show. And I know this didn't really turn into a game recap, more or less like a senior night and a, a Thanksgiving episode, but you guys watched that game. You know what happened. We lost. It wasn't our best performance and it, you know, Coach Hammock said it, said it best, too. You know, you, you fumble on the opening drive when you really had something going nice. They got into, I want to say, the edge of the red zone, and they were able to to get a 47-yarder on the first play of the game, I think it was. And then there was a fumble on a kick that occurred, I want to say, mid-second quarter after it was 14-7, and then that turned 14-7 to 21-7, and then the rest was history. But – you still saw some good things from the team tonight. And I mean, I know people are going to be like, well, what the hell did you see? Clint had some great runs. Jay Ducker had a great run, had an overall good performance, over 100 yards again. Ontario Brown, two touchdowns, both over 40 yards on the day. Finished the day with uh, 77 total yards and two touchdowns, 15.4 yards pop. And uh, defensively, we saw another great performance from C.J. Brown, saw great performances from that front seven and that D line really getting a lot of pressure and making it hard for Caleb Ellaby. Now I know still had 338 yards and five touchdowns. Secondary was kind of beat up. Jordan Hansen didn't play. Uh, Jordan Gandy left the game early with an injury. Lance Lowe left the game early with an injury. JJ Lippy left the game early with an injury. Uh, fuck. There was one more. I don't know. The fact of the matter was there was a lot of people that left the game with injury and it was one of those things where it's like, yo, if you see someone even wince, take their helmet. It's not worth it. And the coaching staff did a good job at making sure that those players were not able to go back into the game. They kept Cole out of the game like we talked about earlier in the week, you know, before on the pregame episode. And they kept Rocky out of the game. And uh, hopefully it pays off. I mean, not that this game was an end-all, be-all, but I hope that Rocky is able to heal up a very important part of this team 
we're going to need them to win a MAC championship. As you guys saw today, we didn't have a complete football game and uh, hopefully he's all right. Hopefully everyone else is all right. From what I've seen, uh, I think we'll get Devin Lafayette back for the bowl game. I don't know if he'll be back for Detroit. I don't have an update on Tyrese Ritchie. And, uh, yeah, I really actually don't have an update on anyone. Anything that I get throughout the week will be – to be honest, the only way I would get anything through the week is just, like, because I'm actually, like, friends with a couple of the guys. I can just ask what's going on, but – at that point, that's like a between me and them situation. I'm never really like a release and injury type guy. Uh, we had to today, obviously, because Rocky did not play. And as listeners of this show, I would not do you that disservice to not let you know that Rocky isn't playing. But he was all smiles on the sideline. I did see him like throwing a little bit before the game, I guess. Nothing too crazy. And... As you guys know, he's tough as shit. Like, Rocky is – you're going to have to take my helmet to get me out of this game type, you know? He's old school. And he's a wrestler, too, so you know he's tough. But, yeah. Tonight just wasn't our night. Uh, the fans showed up. They were loud. There was a lot of people there for, like, recruit-wise, senior night-wise, and just overall. And it was – I'd like to say still a night that I'll never forget just because it could be the last time that I cover a game here, but we're on to Detroit. I say that because we still don't know who we're going to play, but that game is this weekend. I believe I think it's either Friday or Saturday. That's just as important as a game that will be played on Saturday across all conferences. And there's a lot of good games. So Try and squeeze that uh, that Kent State Miami of Ohio game into your schedule this weekend. Do your own little scouting reports. Obviously, you guys saw us play Kent State earlier in the year, a team that we lost to by only five points, and a team that I really do like our chances if we play again. And then Miami of Ohio, as we stated previously, and as far back as Mac Media Day, an opportunity for our guy, Braden Patton to play against his pops. So with that being said, everything is on the table as uh, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy would say over at Hallis Hall. Offensively for my player of the game, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Clint. No, 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 no. I'm going to go ahead and give it to the running back room, the three-headed monster. So in total, Ducker had 13 for 104, eight yards a pop. Clint had four for 97, 24 yards a pop and a touchdown. And Ontario Brown had five for 77, 15.4 yards a pop and two touchdowns. Passing game just wasn't there today. Really windy out. Freshman quarterback didn't know what to expect. Is what it is. The running back room carried the team today and really showed some fight in the second half and even in the first half. When Clint broke off for that run, that place exploded. And I really thought at that point – between the first Jay Ducker run and the Clint run, I was like, okay, we could, we could make a game out of this. We can hang. Like, we definitely will have an opportunity to hang in this game. It wasn't our night, like I said, and we end up losing the game by 21 points. And there really isn't, like, too much to take away from the game because you didn't see a lot of the, the normal starters. But 
on defense, a guy that the light has to be shined upon. He was selected Mac West player of the week for the defensive side of the ball this last week. And for this night's game against Western Michigan, he's going to be my player of the game. 14 total tackles, nine solo, five assisted. CJ Brown, safety. Kid's been playing out of his mind the last few weeks. And you got to remember, like I said, we're going to be getting Devin Lafayette back. So to have Devin Lafayette, CJ Brown and Jordan Hansen back there on the backside of that defense has to have us all super confident going into the bowl game. Or even if Lafayette's able to come back for Detroit, like, yo, we have three quality safeties that we can, you know, if someone needs to get a quick breather, we can sub the other one in, or we can use this one in that situation and that one in this situation, you kind of get, get where I'm going with this. So CJ Brown has really grown into his own this season and uh, another guy that we've had on the show. So it was, uh, it's been really good to see him grow into his role and, and become a dominant force on that back end of the defense. Special teams, no MVP tonight, no field goals. Uh, John missed one 35 yards, I think. But again, he was kicking into the wind. Weird night weather-wise. Almost blew away in the wind while I was walking to the game. That being said, uh, as much of a lame duck recap as it was, like I said, I mean, you guys watched the game. Some of you were there. There wasn't too much that we can really take away from this game other than the team. They tried their best given the circumstances of players getting hurt a lot throughout this game. Like a lot of players went down, as I mentioned at the beginning. And then obviously we had the pre existing injuries before this game that kept some of our starters and stars off the field. This is one of those games that it just really doesn't, it didn't matter if we won or if they won, nothing changes. We're still going to Detroit, still have an opportunity to win 10 football games, which would be phenomenal for this, this team. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. Like we will see you all in Detroit. Like I said, we'll be out there Friday afternoon, probably stay, definitely going to stay until Saturday, obviously because of the game, but I got to do my work. I got a podcast and probably an article to write and we got a championship to win. Don't let this game deter you from what is important. And that's winning the Mac championship and winning our bowl game. And we'll be here to cover it for you. Like I said, we'll be out there in Detroit, in the press box, all of it. Super excited. I might actually be suited and booted for this one. Don't quote me on it. I am a shitbag at heart, so don't forget that. But, yeah, the guys did it. Everything that they worked for over the last two years, they have an opportunity to go and take it in Detroit, December 4th. Do not miss this game. And if you haven't bought your tickets yet, use promo code ONTAP on Vivid Seats to get $10 off a $100 purchase. So save a little money first beers on us. We'll hold you to it too. If you if you do end up using the promo code, tag us in that in said first beer and put the hashtag Crackle. That's what we do over here at ONTAP. But yeah, I am super tired. It's 1 a.m. I got to get this somewhat somewhat edited because not perfect at this point of the night. And uh, 
be back with you guys next week for our postseason live show. Don't have all the details. I don't have the guests locked up, but I talked with the people over at Fatty's this morning, and we are a go. Looking to have that next live show next week over at Fatty's. We'll get the dates and guests posted at a later date, but we really do appreciate you for listening to this episode of Huskies on Tap, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by ONTAP Sportsnet. Again, I really want to extend a thank you to NIU Athletics, the communications department, Coach Hammock and his staff and his players for being such an integral part of this podcast and and helping me really learn the ropes of the media world and, like I said, doing it my own way. On top of that, the lovely listeners of this show, Without you guys, sponsorships aren't possible. Without you guys, live shows aren't possible. And without you guys, not really any of this is possible because it's just me talking into a microphone. And I'm grateful to have you here with us week in and week out to go on this journey to win a MAC championship. So with that being said, I got nothing else for you guys. I can talk until my my voice box literally gives up. You guys know it does every other week depending on if we're home or away and I'm like screaming at my TV watching the game but we'll be back with you guys next week stay tuned for those live show dates and go Huskies I got dreams of living left in the kitchen whipping magic I got dreams of living left in the kitchen with magic we got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Twelve put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in hard.